Hi, welcome. It's Susan Dunlop here. I'm professional coach and this is my series Coffee and Contemplation with Women. This is podcast number two and today we are going to be talking with Lisa McKay or Mackay. She will correct me in a minute. Mackay is right, yes. Okay, off to a good start. Um, um, and Elisa is a 30-something. So in all the decades of women that I'm going to uh, be interviewing, Lisa has kindly put her hand up to step up to the plate to be my first guest. Um, we're both just a tad nervous. Uh, so, yeah, please bear with us. But, yeah, I think um, we're up for a bit of a good chat. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, no worries. Um, so a little bit of background for you before Lisa um, shares her story. Uh, to me, Lisa's my niece and I see her as one of those unsung heroes. Uh, you know, a woman who's surprised when I invited her that she'd actually be an inspiration to anyone. Uh, Lisa's 34. She's the little sister to three big brothers and she always held her own um, you know, and she had their backs. She was also, I remember very vividly, she was always would say, just get on with it or just get over it. Um, so she'll share a little bit where that came from as we have a chat later on. Uh, at three, Lisa fell ill. Um, they thought it was due to a mosquito bite, um, but it had something to do with Ross River fever. And um, yeah, Lisa will share too what, what happened with all of that. But by the time she was 12, Lisa had both hip joints replaced. And again, as our she just got on with it, type of girl. Uh, Lisa moved on into her teens, uh, fell in love to the guy she married, uh, travelled the world, she's made a home, she's got two beautiful children, she runs a company, she runs a property in the hinterland of Sydney, um, she's surrounded by the people she loves, um, horses, chooks, guinea pigs, cats and dogs. Uh, <laughs> just a few things. <laughs> just a few animals, yeah. <laughs> Is that all? Is there any more animals? Not yet. No, that, that's it for the moment. <laughs> um, Lisa was also evacuated three times in the fires recently, but yeah, thankfully uh, their property was saved. Mm. So um, yeah, that was a pretty scary time for her. So yeah, Lisa has experienced really a lot of great happiness and incredible grief. You know, um, she inspires me by how she took the lead in tough times and she protects her pack. You know, she protects her parents and even her grandparents when they were around uh, through to her children. And I see Lisa as a role model, um, to say the least. So, yes, once again. Thank you. To <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Lisa, so some of that there, um, I think maybe that's where we kick off is maybe you could maybe share a little bit around, um, yeah, maybe around that, what, what your health issue was that you, were challenged by from such an early age. Yeah. How have you um, overcome or dealt with it, you know, into your 30s? It was, um, yeah, at, at three, I was um, bitten by a mos mosquito bite, um, which then turned into Ross River fever, um, which then caused a dormant deep, uh, gene in my body to uh, bring the, my rheumatoid arthritis out or, you know, something like that. Um, and from there, it kind of was lots of tests to see what was happening, if it was cancer or if it were, what was it, because it was very uncommon for someone so young to have it. Um, yeah, so that was a bit of a stressful time for my parents. Um, and then it was just a lot of hard work from everybody. 
to um to get me where I am today. Lots of different medications, things that hadn't even been tested. Um, hip replacements at twelve, um, and that's just yeah, just kept going on. You know, you, there's nothing else you can do. Wallow in self pity. You just kind of have to to get on with it. That was my my take on it because if you know you kept wallowing, then it, it'll just you'll get worse. So, yeah. In in all of that, um, you were on a lot of medications. How did that affect you as a child? Um, there was a lot of um, uh, painkillers that I was taking. Um, so sometimes mood suppressants as well. Um, there was some pretty dark times when I was probably just before I had my hips replaced, um, because I was in so much pain and they were in such a bad, bad state with cysts and all sorts of stuff around the joints. Um, and no amount of, of, um, pain relief worked. Um, and you, you kind of think of what if, um, what if, the, like the medicine's not working, what's the point um, of all of this? So, you know, you get into a bit of a, a dark place. But, again, if you just push through it all, which, you know, you had to. I had a, a pretty strong, um, my parents were pretty strong behind me, pushing me through. Um, yeah, and then having them replaced. But the the medication, they weren't sure as well if I'd be able to ever fall pregnant. So, thank goodness I was able to have two children healthy children as well um, and conceive naturally. So that was, that was just a blessing, a huge, huge blessing. Yeah. yeah. And, and with that, um, say like just you know, being able to carry a child and you know, giving birth with all the, you know, the, what has happened to your body from the arthritis, did that yeah. cause you any issues at the time when you were having, you going to the birth stage? Um, I had to have a cesarean for both children. Um, they didn't want any complications with my hips if I had to have a natural birth, um, but everything was was okay. I was probably at my most healthiest when I fell pregnant for both, so I wasn't on um, any medication for that because um, some of the stuff I was on, you can't fall pregnant. They use it for some chemotherapy patients. Um, so, yeah, I, I was at my, my healthiest, so... Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, oh, great. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say too, like, I mean, you're saying you were in like that, that dark patch when you were, and you're only, you, you had your hips replaced at 12, you know? Yeah. Yeah, did that just go away, the darkness, or do you feel that you've actually found coping ways to actually manage that type of, uh, the um, emotions I, and feelings from it? Yeah, I, I don't, I, I think it made me stronger. Um, I want to just keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably got to a, a crossroad if you just keep going down one path and it's not going to end well. Um, I'd end up being a, a miserable adult um, and that was the plunge to have such a drastic surgery um, with the, the hope that further on down the track I'd be able to live a happy and um able body um as a as an adult so yeah so physically have you done anything since in your life that you've um you didn't think you'd be able to do uh yeah 
um, when I was 21, we travelled all around Europe and the UK. Um, that was a huge feat for me um, to be able to walk the amount of kilometres that we did uh, with little pain. Um, I would have never dreamt of that when I was so young that I would have been able to do that without having to be in a wheelchair going around those countries. But, yeah, I was able to walk and keep up with everybody else and not have to any issues with my, my disability. Yeah. Uh, that's even hard enough for the, the best of us when we actually go and hit the, the trail overseas when you're suddenly doing lots of kilometres a day. So you hat off to you for being able to do that. Yeah, it was yeah. good. I think as well um, we had a good time. Um, there was a little bit of drinking involved as well. So um, <laughs> that kind of <laughs> covers some of the, the morning of the, the body aching because your brain is aching a little bit. So. Um, yeah, good, yeah. good times over yeah. there. Yeah. And was, was that with your husband, Steve? Or? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that was before we, we got engaged. Oh, okay. um, I was hoping that he was going to propose when we were over there, but <laughs> he waited another couple of years to do so. <laughs> um, but, you know, meeting at, at 16, he wasn't in any rush to, to propose. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got That's there. So that's, that's another thing too, like when, you know, nowadays you, people sort of often go, oh gosh, you, you, you met so young um, and a bit surprised that people actually do commit to a relationship at such a young age. Tell me a little bit about that with you and Steve, like how did you fall in love and how have you kept that alive? Because I think, is it not your 10th yeah. wedding anniversary today? Yes, it is. Oh, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It, it's. Um, it's, it's not easy, as anyone would say in a relationship, um, but, and, and you change. You want changes in um, who you are, but always keeping the line of communication open. Mm. Um, is he, my husband's not as good with that because I think that might be a man thing. But, um, yeah, no, just, you know, there's lows and there's highs, but we've always come back together. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and, so and you kept the, the core strong. And you said something the other day just in one of our messages, something like, you know, isn't it great that we haven't killed each other? And you said, yeah, at least we keep, um, we protect each other's souls that you take that. Yeah. That's important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, that, that's it, to try and nurture each other hmm. without killing each other. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a trick for you being a Scottish lass, but anyway. Yes. <laughs> Very fiery. We are very fiery. <laughs> I mean, he's obviously worked that out, so that's great. You've got a good man there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so otherwise, just maybe again, like across that, I, I was saying there, you, you're saying, and I've, I've felt like you've said it for years, is um, you don't even have a Scottish accent, but I can nearly hear the Scottish accent in it. Just get on with it yeah. and just get over it. Where do you think that came from? Is that something that was you or is it from No, I... I was, I was actually talking to my friends about this because some of the, the, when I was actually asked to do this, <clears throat> some of the questions that might have been asked, I hadn't thought too deeply of. Um, and that was my friend said, because you just put everything behind and do the get on with it mentality. Um, it, I would probably say from my, my granny, my mum's mum, she was very much, you know, come on, just don't let people know what's going on. Just block your emotions and, and move forward, which I'd say 
in turns my mum has then um, not intentionally um, put that forward onto me, but, um, yeah, it just monkey see, monkey do. Mm. So you, you don't see the emotions growing up as much um, and that's you mimic that as, as you become an adult. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just... Get on. I, I, yeah, just is what I get on with it. <laughs> Does that, do you feel though that that's like putting on a mask and how, like say you've gone through, and I know you've been through some really um, bad times, have you yeah. ever cracked under that? And you don't show it or what? Because I, I don't see you do it, so. Yeah, um, probably Steve, my husband, would have seen a few of the cracks. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, very rarely. Um, I just kind of put it behind and, and move forward because I know that there's someone else that's struggling more that needs your you to be the rock yeah. um, for them to lean on to, to, to be dependable. And I've seen you take that role, Lisa. Like, you know, um, you know, we'll talk in a minute, like what was just one of the worst news. And I asked you just before we started whether you wanted to cover off on that today. But, um, yeah, you amazed me again. You said, said, well, you know, other people will have experienced the same thing that you have, so you do want to share. Mm-hmm. But I did see when you went through, um, was it 2013, yeah. you just took on some strange, you know, queen role of your, of your kingdom um, and really protected everyone. And I was, and I was just aware, aware that, oh, my God, this lovely little lady has just got this, you know, this full-on um, strength that I'd not actually witnessed in you before. So do you want to uh, maybe talk about what happened in 2013? Yeah. Um, so in 2013, my brother at 30, he, um, he was on a cruise liner and he jumped off to save his girlfriend. Neither of them were found um, and it was just to, to try and fathom. The whole thing was just, you, you couldn't, you couldn't comprehend. Um, so obviously mum and dad were completely and utterly gutted, couldn't even think or think about tomorrow, let alone what was happening within that hour. So someone had to, to step up and, and guide and help um, and that's, I tried to do that to the best that I could, um, knowing that mum's normally the one that protects. So, yeah. And you, <laughs> and even in that time, you'd just given birth, hadn't you? In, yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my son was um, three months. And he was born with the name Jack, but we changed his name after three months to honour my brother. And now he's our, our Paul. Yeah, little um, Paul. Yeah, little Paul or wee Paul, yeah. as he's called. Um, yeah, it was a trying time for everybody. Um, again, my husband was pretty good because I couldn't look after my son to the best of my ability because I was trying to protect my parents. Mm. So yeah, everyone bound together to get through that. So yeah, I think that's what you've got to do. You just rally 
together. Hmm. Yeah. And that was something that you found too. I think you, you just after that happened, I think your parents and you were living together. Um, was that sort yeah. of an important thing for you to actually be pulling in together at that stage? I think it was, um, yeah, mum and dad, they couldn't cope living in the, the family home anymore. So they, they sold and moved in with us. Um, and I think it was good for everyone to, to be together and to, to be able to support, um, to try and keep everyone on track, especially mum and dad, to keep them moving forward. Yeah. Um, and, and she had the kids, our, my, my kids, to, um, to keep her going, um, to focus her attention on, on them and, you know, their life. Um, to try and not not get over, but try and just cope with losing their son. Yeah, yeah. And and you've done some things like that was what? What are we talking? Seven years ago. Um, yeah. So in the seven years, um, I mean, you you've got your life back a little. Like I know that the grief is yeah. always there, but what have you done that's actually helped you? Um, yeah, come back out to be, you know, Lisa and Steve and, you know, daughter, parents, lover, wife, everything you are yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I, it's just, it's time. Time, I know they say, you know, they say that all the time, but it is, it, it doesn't make it any better. Um, it doesn't heal, but I think it just, it becomes the new norm. Um, yeah, going to various places without him there um you just you 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 appreciate what what was there but for the benefit of your family you keep moving on um and making a new routine and and things like that to um to keep going yeah Yeah. never never forget no because to me, you, you're very much the planner of the family. Like you're always, like a few years ahead of the rest of us. <laughs> and have, have yeah. you got the toilet paper sorted out right now, Lisa? Have you got toilet paper in there? Well, actually, we do. Yes. <laughs> I was I wasn't as um, full on about it, but I did get a call from Mum overseas saying that uh, she's going to be back next week, <laughs> and she demands that we have a house full of toilet paper in case the world ends. Okay. Um, apparently wiping her backside is one of the important things in life good good at the moment so yeah no we've um we've prepped for that one (laughs) but yeah I think for me by having having plans and having things to work towards um that there's light at the end of each tunnel I suppose um you things go down but then you've always got something positive at the end of the tunnel yeah yeah that's probably where the part about yeah when you were shocked that I would think that you would inspire someone I think my god Lisa you just don't see yourself so yeah. no, thank, thank you so much like yeah you're sharing a lot by I know yeah. that it's very big of you to actually even start to say those words today so yeah yeah good on you for it's being so open it's it's hard but you know that when you asked me I was just floored so to yeah. be honest is what you know yeah so 
shall we go on to some of the other ideas that we were talking about? Um, maybe a little bit of your cheekiness. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, what was the naughtiest thing you ever did as a child, Lisa? Yes. Well, <laughs> um, being being the the youngest, I kind of did a few naughty things that fell under the radar because they, my parents were too busy worrying about my my brothers. Um, but there was one that I was actually a teenager when it had happened. Um, Mum and dad were overseas and my brothers were looking after me. Um, I think at the stage we might've been about 16 and I had a, a little bit of a house party at the time. And my best friend and I at the time thought it would be um, funny if we went and picked a friend up using my car because we both had two L's that made a P. <laughs> Oh, no, what could possibly go wrong with that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So off we went in the car. We left the house party. Um, and then my brother came home and found that I wasn't there and there was a house party on. So we got into to big, big trouble. But my eldest brother said, um, no, we've all done silly things before. Let's not tell mum and dad. So I got away with it. Ooh, um, however, my, my brothers did grill me over it and it wasn't until a couple of years later probably actually about 10 years later mum and dad found out about it <laughs> did the heat come off them were you in trouble still or was it okay or did you get the look <laughs> no I, I think it was actually um not so long ago because mum said to me so don't ever complain when your daughter does anything naughty <laughs> because you've done bad things as well Oh my God! How do you think you're going to cope with um? Yes, your daughter doing naughty things, Lisa. Um, I need to remind myself that I was once there as well. Mm. Um, we're no angels, um, and she's obviously takes after her mother, and she's quite strong-willed, stubborn. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it, I suppose. <laughs> Um, are you a type of girl, do you think that it's got a lot of rules? Are you, are you a rules type of mum or how do you feel, you mother? Um, I try and have rules um, to not have the chaos. However, um, sometimes rules are just there to be broken. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a lot of rules as long as the, the kids can um, talk to me. Yep. Um, then that's that's all that. I ask is that they can be honest with me regardless what comes or goes. Um, I just want them to be honest with me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even trying to instill that in them now that you won't get into trouble. Just tell me the truth so we can work things through together. Um, yeah. So it's not so much more about rules, but just honesty. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So, and how old are they now? They're, there uh my youngest is seven yep um and then the eldest is nine. Oh, okay all right well she's too yeah. too young for me to interview her for my 10 to 19 <laughs> yeah just just because <laughs> i could have asked um... her about her mum <laughs> <laughs> she's she's very very mature and she'd probably oh, yes. tell you too much information actually <laughs> <laughs> okay so she's banned from the interview circuit is she <laughs> yeah <laughs> all of uh, mum's dark secrets <laughs> I think I know most of them, but it's all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
Um, if you could travel to one place in the world that you've not been to, um, there's no limitations, where would you go? And yeah. would you take? This, this was a hard one. I was thinking um, in Antarctica. I love every, every part of the world. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I did think of Antarctica um, because it won't be there forever. Um, but then flip the coin again and it would probably be, I, I think it's called um, Lap, Lapfia, I think it is, um, where Santa lives in the North Pole. Oh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> I would take, I would take my kids, I would just take everyone actually. Yep. Um, to me, family, family is everything. Um, and without family, then it's a pretty miserable existence. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, I love Christmas and what better place to be in than be with Santa and all the reindeers up so at the exciting. North Pole. It's so exciting. It does. It does. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah. Actually, I think I've still got the stamp here from when you used to um, send letters off to Santa and they'd actually come back and it's got the stamp from whatever wherever it is Pole. Finland maybe or somewhere there's actually got the stamp yeah. I've actually kept that in my jewelry box so I'm like I think I was more in awe of it than the kids even were <laughs> and that's it the Christmas spirit is from the kids um, <laughs> from the parents maybe. yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey look I'm gonna um wrap up it like we'll do this for just half an hour because it's the first one and um, you and I can chat forever and we will catch up again wow. soon anyway just um just a few little things to wow. end on um, what is your favourite quote that inspires you? Well, the, the one that really sticks in my head um, that I've been told it's been passed down from generation to generation is uh, trust no bastard. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that it's just, it's not that I'm, uh, I'm not a compassionate person. Um, it's just that um people just try and um get through those no hang on do you know what i'm trying to say no is this this sounds the, a bit like um your grandfather is it is that from it's, a grand, Sam? it's a grand yeah it's a grander thing it's just um it's probably again what you put the walls up um mm. so you don't let people in so um yeah that would be that would be my my quote that I remember. Okay, sorry, sorry about that. I've got someone ringing me on Messenger. I don't know why, because that never happens. That's an, I, anyway. Well, I've got my dog barking in the background at the guinea pig. So, welcome to the farm. Oh no, yeah, it feels like normal for us to be doing that then, right? Like this. I just, I don't know how to hang up on it without hanging up on our call. Sorry, everyone, for that. <laughs> It'll stop eventually. Yep, he's trying. He's really trying hard. So there we go. <laughs> yeah. Unless Zeke, maybe Zeke has learned how to um He's saying let work me come back in. Phone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, anyway, we might be able to wipe that out. So we'll see how we go. But okay, so the trust no bastard, I've got that. Um yeah. and the dog's barking, so that's all good. And um just tell me one last thing, what's your favorite song? Um, I've got a few songs mm -hmm. actually. Um, probably I, I love Roxanne. Oh yeah. By Sting. Sting, yep. Sting. Um, it's, I, I know it's about a prostitute. However, it's just a very gutsy, 
gutsy song. Um, I, I'm not so much into the melodramatic songs. Um, I like something with a little bit of an upbeat tempo and a little bit of um, maybe rock or sass yeah. in it. Yeah. Rock sounds um, pretty sassy. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, or um, Proclaimers. Ooh. That's a pretty good one. Uh, was that 500 miles? Yes. Ah. Or anything from, from Pink. She's just an absolute down-to-earth legend. So, Well, see if I can find Roxanne and we can maybe put that on as we finish up. But really, yeah. thank you. Yay, we did it, Lisa. No one. <laughs> <laughs> bit nerve-wracking, but, um, yeah, we got there. <laughs> okay, I'll just say, hold on, I've just got it here. Hold on, I'll just pop it on and then um, we'll see how we go and then we'll close off. Yeah. It's a good song. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> so now we just need maybe a glass of wine and um finish it off. <laughs> While we're listening to this. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll close off the song and I'll close off. But thank you everyone for listening today. Thank you. No worries.